0: You're listening to the NOMCAST, a proud member of Forgotten Entertainment. Making a big mistake. Uh Uh-huh. I guess you're one of the good drug dealers, right? Trying to save the world. They have my daughter. That is my world. Listen, it ain't too late for you to walk away. I don't know, man. You're the one in handcuffs and I'm literally in the driver's seat, so what am I missing? What you're missing is, in the next 30 seconds, The captain
1: is going to call you and tell you to take him to a different place, not the precinct. But we're never going to make it to that place.
0: Oh, yeah, why is that?
1: Think about what you're saying. Testing in New Orleans. Why? Local authorities on payroll. Why? And then your captain sends out a single cop to apprehend the most dangerous man in the city. Why?
0: To the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at Nomcast Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at Jokes On Drew. All right, we have a great episode on tap for you today. Robert Stewart, aka Stu from Ghosts of the Stratosphere returns to help me break down the latest summer action movie from Netflix, Project Power, starring Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon Levitt, And Dominique Fishback, an up-and-coming young actress and rapper, too, for anyone who's seen the film or the trailer. I assume you all have, of course. That's why you know that the movie is about a new drug on the streets of New Orleans called Power that gives you superpowers for five whole minutes. And an ex-marine, a teenage drug dealer, and a New Orleans police officer are on a mission to find those responsible and shut it down. Stu and I have a great conversation discussing things like Dominique Fishback's surprising breakout performance as the complicated character Robin. We also tackle the uneven quality of the CGI, the villain problem in this movie, as well as a lot of modern action films. Netflix's love affair with Machine Gun Kelly for some reason, and much, much more in just a moment. But first, I urge you to check out Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Stu And his fun and knowledgeable co-hosts have a great website, gotstratosphere.com. That's G-O-T stratosphere.com. That is filled with great articles and podcast episodes, updated daily. Uh, They tackle everything pop culture, comic books, movies, you name it. They talk about it. I recently participated in one of their monthly writing series, talking about the best movie franchises. That was a lot of fun. I didn't win their Twitter poll, uh, so that's on you guys. But it was still great uh, to get my writing jobs going again, so that was pretty cool. Uh, So definitely check out the site and subscribe to their podcast wherever you listen to pods. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, the Nomcast, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. All right, let's get to it. Here it is, our review of the last movie of our Summer Movie Guide. Sorry, Summer. Coming to an end. Here it is, our review of Project Power. Give a listen. On the line, an amazing man. Uh, You must have heard him from our previous uh, (laughs) amazing conversation about one of the worst Netflix movies we've uh, ever had on the show since this started, was it the last days of american crime yeah yikes uh sorry about that (laughs) but uh (laughs) he's a good man uh who you know slogged through that so we're gonna have him try to get something a little better here uh we'll we'll see because we're going to talk about project power right now uh welcome to the show robert stewart aka Stu from Ghosts of the stratosphere an excellent excellent podcast welcome to the show sir Thank you so much. I do
1: want to say, before we started, just a couple seconds ago, I popped my little pill. So I have my (laughs) podcast superpowers going on, but it's only going to work for five minutes.
0: Well, obviously, you know, my superpower is dragging in good people to talk about bad movies. So like that, (laughs) I'm killing it right now.
1: It's not any, any spoiler at all to say that this movie was better than the last days of American crime. That doesn't mean it's good, but it's... It's better than that was. And yeah. I
0: knew who the actors were. Exactly. That is a big step up in this case. The interesting thing about this movie, and I guess we could get right into it, uh, the 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 lead into this movie in terms of the thought process that people can have. So the movie has two humongous stars. You know, yes. Joseph Gordon Love and Jamie Foxx are big ticket names. Mm-hmm. The budget for this movie is 85 million dollars wow is, really which is remember they made a big deal about how expensive bright cost yeah and bright is listed at somewhere between 90 and 120 which i know is okay. a big range but they said on the bottom is 90 so we're not talking too far off
1: no no this is yeah this is very expensive and it looks like it sometimes Sometimes, sometimes. Yes, I agree, <laughs> and
0: especially those effects. We can get into you know uh, all those little fights that happen with this uh, this video game esque kind of movie, <laughs> uh, which will be interesting when I talk about uh, the people involved soon enough. But so the Netflix bought this as a spec script after winning a bidding war. Like so, oh. this was a highly sought after script. Uh, with, the script was highly sought yeah, after. Yes. Um, and it, you know, for those who are not in the industry or in the know, like a spec script is a f- not like, oh, I had this idea and they bought the idea. It's usually fully fleshed out, it's just not with the, the fullest of representations and everything else. It's not through the industry circle, so it's, you know, kind of just a newer voice coming yeah. through. So, this is really kind of the first known fulling script by this writer so that's how it kind of came off like a writer who had i guess some kind of clout with this like this was his first entree and then now it, it, the writer's name is mattson tomlin uh who like came out of the afi program i believe and this is his first major league uh major feature length screenplay, and now he's he's the writer for the batman and oh i didn't know that so, so think about Learning that stuff Once we already about, about this, movie. this movie yeah yeah and then he's also with the same directors for this movie are going to tackle a Mega Man movie.
1: Oh God! Well, that's going to be a Mega Man movie. We know how that's going to go. We've all seen
0: video game movies, right? Well, I felt like I have this no was hope a, for it. Yeah, I know. I felt like this was kind of like a trial run, in a way, <laughs> because it's like the the powers for five minutes almost feels like a like a one up. <laughs> I, you know? I took
1: Leaf Man's armor for yeah. five minutes.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah tanuki suit jamie fox was a little <laughs> off-putting but I, I was into it for a while but so so the people are fighting over this script netflix gets it that they hire the team who produce bright as we mentioned bright earlier to produce yeah. it why i don't know because <laughs> bright is a awful movie too and then that you acquire all this talent nobody bowed out everything when there's no like you know the only trip up they had in production was joseph gordon levitt like uh, broke his arm or broke his leg had some biking accident you know all those oh, biking Jesus. scenes so yeah, i guess
1: I was, you know i wanted to talk about that right away cuz joseph gordon levitt a couple however many years ago made a movie where he was like a bicyclist yes it's a very and good I... movie Premium Rush, is that what it's called? Something yes, Rush? Yeah. Okay. Where he's like I a delivery
0: s- uh, yeah. driver and gets in, mixed up with the old crime somehow. Yeah,
1: I'd never seen it, but it's there's good. that scene in this movie where he's like bicycling along next to something, and I felt like the girl from Mean Girls where I was like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, quit trying to make bicycling happen in your movies. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I didn't know Premium Rush was apparently good. I never saw it, so maybe it will happen. Maybe I, he is making it
0: happen. Listen, I was very surprised that i enjoyed premium rush i okay. had I, I had the same thought as you i was like really i'm gonna watch a, a bike messenger movie <laughs> that's mostly biking like and then it turned into like why am i like so interested in like the born identity of, of <laughs> bike messaging movies uh, but yeah so and 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 with that said i'm a fan of joseph gordon i'm a fan of jamie foxx I uh, when I saw this trailer I had mixed emotions I'd probably say i uh, you know it's an interesting concept I know some people weren't even into the concept and I can't totally fault them for that what I wanted to know or at least be to be fair to the movie before I watched it was how does this all tie in what is the actual drama because like having this premise of having you know A a drug on the street that gives you superpowers for five minutes is fun in terms of fighting and chaos, but it doesn't make a movie. So I wanted to know exactly what the crux of the problem was with this movie. And I think this movie from the start had two major problems that I want to know your opinion on.
1: Okay. I also think it had at least two, but yeah, I want to see
0: which ones you think. Well, I said two major. I'm being kind. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. And they they kind of are the impetus for other problems. So we could probably get all of them wrapped up into one. So I think the movie suffers from two poor writing problems. Number one, they switch off, on and off, whose movie this is. And Uh, ultimately, you could say by the end of the movie, you could probably say it's Art's movie. But to me, there are times when it's like, is it Robin's movie? Is it Art's movie? Yeah. whose movie is it and i think it switches stance for how much you're supposed to care about these people and then you know there are whole scenes where neither of those two people are in the movie at all so you know because they focus on the cops and and joseph gordon Levant for for a time so it's interesting uh that they switch back and forth and I, when i thought that this movie could have been way better if they took the art storyline and really kind of started and like bookended it and really made it the soul focus okay yeah. I, I i don't know if i need robin i don't oh, know if see, i even... i thought i thought robin was
1: what kind of carried me through the movie and maybe that's because Jamie Foxx, who <laughs> I felt bad all the during the time I kept talking about this movie while my wife and I were watching it, I kept saying Jamie Lee Foxx. That's not a person. <laughs> That's not a person at all. No, I would like to see Jamie Lee Foxx fighting Michael Myers, I guess. but <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's true. But,
1: but I, I, I enjoyed Robin as the main character, because, like I said, Jamie Foxx in this movie He was doing the Jack Nicholson. He was playing Jamie Foxx in an action movie. And I like that. Jamie Foxx action movie is is dependable and you know what you're going to get, but nothing about him to me really felt like this is a character that, uh, you know, I am soaked into their story because it was just like, oh, it's Jamie Foxx and he's being cool. Okay. But Robin to me was, and I wrote down my note here, Robin, the prep school drug dealer rapper with a heart of gold who can also stitch your wounds. Right. Because that's a character that should be in every movie. I know. She
0: fills in a lot of boxes. Uh, yeah. And but- whether you buy into that or not, I guess, is a whole <laughs> version of this movie of, of what side of the fence you're going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to
1: me, I liked her, though. I thought she was good. I thought she was good as a focal point for everything. Like, I, she comes into the middle of everything, and she's caught up in, like, these other two guys and their dealings with the... Did the pills have a name? Was it called Power? Power, was it? yeah. Okay. And she's just caught up in their dealings, and so it felt like, all right, this is my in. Okay.
0: Right. And it's interesting to call the movie Project Power when we never really see the product uh, project at work. Really? Uh, Which that is one of my other major flaws with the film. But uh, before I move on to the second big thing, the one thing I want to say is that, like I said, I'm a fan of Jamie Foxx. His career is very interesting. Uh, (laughs) I know you're bringing up kind of like, oh, well, you know, this is just, you know, action movie Jamie Foxx. There are many different facets of Jamie Foxx. I feel like Jamie Foxx is like Will Smith and Ben Affleck, where they have a ton of charm and charisma. And their best roles are when they can filter that into the role. Mm-hmm.
1: The movies
0: that are generally where they kind of don't get to do that very much or they have to take it too seriously, the movie suffers. Yeah. And this one's kind of caught in between. A lot of time he has to be kind of like fun or at least like charming at least enough. You know, like there's that moment with the baby or the some of the moments with Robin. You know, he's he's got a lot of that, you know, kind of slick personality stuff going on. But you know, it's not like his other action films, like Collaterals, very different, Baby Drivers a different version of that, and then Miami Vice or White House Down. He's got a lot of action movies. But- See, White House Down for some reason I thought he was
1: more comedic in that. I didn't think of like White House Down as like super serious action
0: Jamie Foxx. No, for sure. I, I just yeah. kind of like was saying these are the action films he's That's in. And fair. I don't think they kind of lent, a lot of them didn't lend to his personality. I would say he's very good in Baby Driver. Um, okay. But, you know, outside of that, I mean, like Amazing Spider Man 2, he is awful. <laughs> that movie is awful. So he couldn't yeah. save that. No. Uh, like, uh, The Kingdom's okay. That's kind of like an action y thing. Like, I. I like seeing him, and he's going to be in a, another Spawn reboot. Yes. You know, I am so curious about that. He's also going to be Mike Tyson in a Mike Tyson bio, biopic oh, that's, coming up soon. Uh, That's news to me. Yeah. So, like, there's his career is very odd. Yeah. I don't know what he is trying to do because I'm the big movies he's known for are like Ray, because he won the awards for that. Where where he gets to be charming and charismatic, uh, Mm -hmm. troubled, but still he gets to be Ray Charles. Um, You know, Django, you know, he gets to take big swings with that. Um, So he gets to kind of, you know, really, weirdly enough, go off the chain. Um, (laughs) And then in Living Color is where a lot of people knew him from initially. And that's, you know, straight up comedic and goofy and gets to be full on uh, Jamie Foxx even now when he does comedies he's in like horrible bosses or something he's not full on like he was back then oh yeah no he's not all slapstick yeah yeah yeah, he's like a goofy version of a hard ass because that's what he kind of the line he rides now he's either Mm. a hard ass who occasionally gets to be funny or he's funny and occasionally gets to be a hard ass like it's it's somewhere in between yeah Um, and so with that noted you were saying like I don't hate any of the three leads in this movie Oh, no. I, I think all I think three are very good and i think dominique fishback who plays robin mm-hmm. has a future like she's already been in the dues, she was in the hate you give so she's got right. hbo cred but like i think she has a future i just oh, don't yeah. know where it's gonna go
1: if there's one undeniable plus for this movie it's that fox gordon levitt and and dominique uh, what was her fish fishback Fishbat, I think all three of them were spectacular. I mean, they took this script and they took this direction, neither of which were that great, and right. they did everything they could with it. I mean, she was amazing. I was entirely invested in her character. Jamie Fox, like I said, I I forgot a lot of the movies you named. Jamie Fox was in like Collateral. I loved him in Collateral. Yeah, it's a really uh, good movie. And I just. I, I enjoy him, but like I said, I enjoy him from the aspect of like, oh, it's Jamie Foxx doing Jamie Foxx things, and I appreciate that. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt got to be amusing in this film because he was kind of the character who was just like, what the hell is going on around me? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, he also got uh, the, the cred for me here. Uh, it's interesting because ultimately I think it doesn't work in the movie, but... His occasional thing of just standing up for New Orleans as a whole, like even bringing up Katrina, like some of those moments are cool when you watch them. But then when you think of the totality of the movie, I'm like, well, that was kind of punchless (laughs) because you barely know that it's New Orleans when you're in this movie, especially because Joseph Gordon Levitt is like the only person trying a New Orleans accent everybody else like his boss is just there yeah, yeah the bosses the people he works with everybody's not sitting there you know speaking with any kind of crow daddy fucking accent so i, I expected I everybody
1: know. in this movie to sound like gambit and they didn't
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> clearly my favorite thing about gambit they need to make that movie what <laughs> uh, What they tease that with uh what was the channing tatum channing tatum that's right yeah. good call but moving forward the the other big writing flaw that i thought and this is unfortunately very common with action films especially netflix action films and even marvel films the awful awful villain issue is oh, so yeah. prevalent because if i had to ask you and i had this conversation with some people who i knew saw the movie some friends who saw the movie and i was like who do you think is the big bad who's the villain of this movie and you
1: know what i don't know Like, I never really gathered. It was some, like, big nefarious plot, but, like, was it the government? Was it a
0: corporation? I don't know who it was. It was just evil people in suits. At one point, I think he says defense contractor. So, like, think, like, (laughs) think, like, if Halliburton had a lab or something. But, like, so if that's the case, fine. Okay. But so many people would say, okay, uh, the doctor. The female doctor, Gardner, I believe, uh, is her name. Doctor Gardner. Uh, she would be the maybe the big bad because she's at least the person in charge, hypothetically at least of the science. Yeah. And then you have, uh, you know, Biggie in here, uh, <laughs> who is basically the salesman of the of the operation. Um, he seems like the big bad because he's the first villain we see. And he's the person instrumental in getting out in the streets. Oh, so, is he
1: the Inigo Montoya kind of guy? Yes. Uh, okay. I is, didn't catch his name, but that was like my very first note on the movie was uh, opening scene with fake arm deal and fake Inigo
0: Montoya is so cheesy and dramatic. Yeah, especially his uh, his costume design is very unique. Like, yeah. co- like I'm like, are you wearing a like a fancy kimono what are you doing here like you (laughs) he looks like i don't know he he looks like a vegas showman in some way um but so that's rodrigo santoro by the way which uh blows my mind every time i see him in anything besides love actually because love actually he plays carl who is like the love interest of laura linney uh if you remember the movie yeah yeah he's so polished in there he's so handsome in that movie and then like he does something like this where i'm like Ooh. And then I think, like, <laughs> oh, right. He was also Xerxes in 300. Like, really? and He would never oh, that put him? those two side by oh, side. Oh,
1: no. He's, no. I never would have pictured that.
0: Yeah. And now he has, like, he's like a cowboy, I think, in Westworld, too. Like, he's he's been all over, but he never looks the same movie to movie, <laughs> which is baffling because he's a very handsome man. Um, but so uh, the villains here you have Gardner, you have Biggie, this guy. And then. All, the guy who actually takes Jamie Fox's daughter the guy with the beard yeah Rasputin yes exactly <laughs> you know they you would think that he because he's the person who Jamie Fox keeps showing the pictures around he's like right. I need to find this guy this is the guy that I know you know he thinks that that guy's running the operation for a long time so it's like who should we be focusing in on? At any point, as far as the villain operation is suspect. And then when we actually get to the showdowns (coughs) with these people, they're so quick and meaningless. Yeah. So to put it in, again, kind of almost video game terms, I thought we would have to kind of like do levels here. (laughs) And the first person to die is Biggie, which is the first villain we see and who you think is kind of running the show. And then, so he dies, and then, the you know, the beard guy dies, and then eventually, you know, we get the showdown with the doctor, but even then, the doctor's not, like, an open threat. She's no, just yeah, she's not drugged running up. running things. Right. Yeah. So, there's so... And then there's, like, a, a villain in between them two with, like, swords for bones, or bones <laughs> yeah. for swords, or whatever. So, yeah. So, there's so many kind of just things just thrown out, you know, uh, so if you do it that way it becomes very meaningless to me Mm -hmm. so uh, i I thought the villain issue was not well played what did you think
1: no it was no 100 percent. like i said i i definitely agree with that it felt it just felt so lazy like it just felt like oh there's this evil corporation or the evil government we're not even sure which it is it's just evil people that are (laughs) they have this pill it really just felt like a throwaway like They were writing this script. They had an idea. Oh, there's gonna be these pills. They give you superpowers for five minutes. Oh, we're gonna get some really good actors to get in here. And we've got these three roles and these three, the three main protagonists. There's gonna be tension between all three of them, but they are all gonna work together. And then somebody was like, Well, who are they fighting? That doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) We'll pencil that in at the end.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's a- Who's the threat? Ah, some people in suits. You know, it's people so, in suits are bad right
0: nobody likes them no of course not and, and of course because again one of the big lines joseph gordon levitt uh that he was like you you know because oh what's the line i have to find it now because i believe i wrote it down because I, I actually liked the line it made me charged up and then i was like this means nothing he says to, uh, when he's in the diner with the captain he's like we know what happened the last time we trusted guys in suits to look out <laughs> yeah, for new oh, orleans that's true
1: yeah yeah
0: and i was like yeah fuck katrina <laughs> fuck the government and i was like wait but who are we fighting again so yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of uh you know i actually wrote that down as one of the better scenes but ultimately you know when you think back on things it's like well it was kind of punchless but yeah but that's joseph gordon levy he's good he made uh, me, he made me fired yeah, no, up.
1: He'll, he'll emote into a scene and he'll take the bad dialogue and he'll be like, I'm going to polish this up just a little bit for
0: you. Oh but yeah. But yeah, it's
1: still, it's still bad dialogue.
0: Yeah. So not to be too overly negative to start, but what, what did you think? Wh- what did you think of the movie overall? And where do you think it went wrong? If it, you thought it suffered.
1: I, I thought this was of all the movies I've ever seen. This was one of them. Yep. <laughs> and It was fine. It was perfectly fine. It's my wife who watches everything. Yeah. Halfway through this movie just got up and left. She was like, I'm bored. And I said like, well, yeah, it's not like the movie's bad. It, the movie is just, it's, it's happening. Yeah. And she said, yeah, like that's a good take on it. It's just, it's not bad, but I never really felt invested. And it was, it tried to match really, really great performances from the three leads with a story that just, didn't deserve them at all. Yeah. And then this is one of those things that I only notice if it's really good or really bad. But the cinematography was terrible. In both of the major fight scenes, there's a big fight scene in a club where some drug dealing is going down. And there's a fight scene on a boat that's the climax of the movie. And both times I was like, I don't have any idea what is happening or where any of these characters are in relation to any of the other characters.
0: Right. No, that's true. It felt
1: like a mess.
0: Yeah, like, if you're
1: going to have a big action movie with these people who take a pill and get mega superpowers, how is your action fil- filming so bad?
0: No, that's a fair point. And, and the cinematographer for this one is uh, Michael Simmons, who has worked with the directors before. A lot of people uh, worked with these particular directors. For anyone who doesn't know, it's Henry Joost, uh, I believe is how it's pronounced, and Ariel Schulman. Um, who got their start making the Catfish documentary <laughs> uh, which is always bizarre to come out of yeah. my mouth um, uh, and then like somehow they, they keep getting so, like uh, the movie Nerve uh, was worked on with, the, with not only the cinematographer but uh, also Machine Gun Kelly was also yeah. in that and also is in this movie. Machine Gun Kelly is slowly turning into like this Netflix staple and I don't like it. Really? Uh, because I've
1: heard someone beside you say this. Like, I, I think I read a review that was something like, my least favorite part of this movie was Machine Gun Kelly, but he's my least favorite part of every Netflix movie, and I've never picked up on it, I guess.
0: Well, so he was in three and then did was on the soundtrack for Bright on top of it. Okay. So, so uh, this is that I remember. So he's Tommy Lee in the dirt, if you watch okay. The Motley oh, Crue. Okay. By- Uh, Which I actually thought that's probably the better one of the roles he's in, which is interesting because that has the most meat on it. So you would Mm -hmm. think if he really sucks, he would be more (laughs) exposed. The more you give him to do. Right. Yeah. But he was in Bird Box, and he was so annoying. And then he's in this, and he's kind of annoying. Um, So, uh, you know, he... You know fits and starts with it. I you know I, I can't make heads or tails of his career uh, you know <laughs> and especially for what he's doing with Netflix it almost feels like he signed some kind of exclusive studio thing but that doesn't feel like a thing anymore so I don't know why this keeps happening but he was actually in catfish. Uh, when machine it, gun it, kelly yeah he was oh, uh, i didn't know that he was a guest host i think for when it became a tv show oh okay. i want to say or something like that i know he's tied into catfish somehow and then obviously he was in nerve uh, that the directors did so and the directors also did peril like their big claim to fame is is that and paranormal activity three and four like, oh so it's like well and you know the further you got into the paranormal activities they only got better uh, of course <laughs> <laughs> but then again they're getting the mega man movie out of this so like <laughs> i don't know what the hell's going on here um what but the hell are these people gonna do to cut man I, know. I don't trust it at all but i agree with you with the cinematography and even the special effects which need to be on point with a movie like this i thought especially that underground bar or whatever they had the setup in the back with the tank that i thought that scene would have been way cooler given that it was basically like the the main shootout of the movie Mm -hmm. and yet the the power that comes through there looks awful you know we are obviously spoiling things along the way but i mean the the power for biggie is on the nose he becomes big (laughs) and it looks awful Uh, yeah and you know and then it becomes a lumbering kind of chase and 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 it looks terrible Um, yeah no that part was no good and then in that fight i also found it very interesting in terms of uh positioning that they filmed half that shootout from inside the tank Mm -hmm. because they were showing like the effects and they thought it was so cool to kind of see like a voyeuristic version of the of the shootout but to me i was like there's a lot of good stuff happening right now. Can I can I see it from the... Bro- <laughs> yeah. like up close? Yeah. Can I not be stuck inside this tank? Yeah, exactly. Uh, with a person that I don't care about that she's dying right now. So... Yeah. I don't know. So, interesting choices here. Um, so, I'm sorry. I kind of, like, uh, got you... Uh, took a tangent off of what you were saying, so... No, that's fine. That's So, the movie was just, you know, kind of going through the motions for you. Yeah. Uh, and then... It
1: felt like... It tries to do, it tries to do things, but then it doesn't really do anything with them. Like we hear at one point Joseph Gordon Levitt's like, oh one guy took a pill and he, they're taking out entire precincts of people yeah. but I mean we never really see anybody with that capability like nobody no. in this movie takes a pill and becomes Superman Yeah, it's you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt is bulletproof or this guy gets a little bit bigger Or I mean it's like we never see anybody that's monumentally impressive and this is the dumbest thing to be concerned about because this movie is not grounded in all of the realism in the universe sure. but we're told, hey, there's this pill. It gives you superpowers or it blows you up. We don't really know what it does. Right. But <laughs> right. It's, it's completely different and it depends on your physiology and it depends on how the pill reacts with you. But for every single person, it works for exactly five minutes. Right. How does that
0: happen? That's the only science behind it that is. Yeah. You it know. works for exactly five
1: minutes somehow. Yeah, and I also because pills understand the human time structure, and they understand
0: five sets of sixty seconds, and that's how long it goes. Well, I'm not saying they don't make time-release pills because they do that, but for how long they last, that's a little bit user, uh, you know, friendly or whatever. Uh, It's to (laughs) each his own. I don't even know how to speak anymore. I apologize. (laughs) Uh, So I just feel like there's so many wasted opportunities with this script. I feel like that if they just made it more solid made it you know uh, more focused with one thing or another i also a big thing is i want i wanted to know more about art's experience because to me did you find it was a little late in the movie for him to tell kind of what his power was
1: yeah and (laughs) this was such a weird thing too like i really wanted his power to be completely fucking stupid Like, I wanted it to be built up this entire movie like, (laughs) shit, what's it going to be whenever he takes this pill? And he's going to take the pill and be like, I can hear as good as a cat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, because he gives the thing where he's talking to the guy and he's, it seems like he's bluffing the guy because he's like, what's the most dangerous animal in the world? It's the pistol shrimp because they boil everything and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I mean, that is essentially what his power ends up being. But I really thought that was a bluff. I. It just felt like when they showed his power, and it's like, oh, it is that. That was kind of a letdown.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because it does sound badass. Like, and in yeah, its, in its form. You wouldn't think it's like, oh, it's basically like opening the Ark of the Covenant. Like everybody <laughs> yeah. melts and everything else melts around it. And then, you know, somehow miraculously, the people who you need to survive survive it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also the same. Not to, I would never shit on Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I just <laughs> draw that comparison because it. I'm trying to check myself here because I was like, really? So Robin's the only one who survived out of everybody and everything? And then uh, they also give an order, essentially, to say, like, hey, if the shit hits the fan, take the lifeboat and go. Mm -hmm. What? How much more shit needs to hit the fan? (laughs) Yeah, when everything around him is evaporating. Right. And he never left. They (laughs) never left. All of them stayed in the lifeboat. So, um, and then, of course. I like how they kind of set up the daughter's healing power one, like, just little bits and didn't make that overt. But something about Jamie Foxx, if you're going to have that big climax, I want to know about the lab. I want to know when he went through the program, I want to know what it's like. I wanted it to basically be like Treadstone. I wanted it to be, you know, uh, or even like a Logan story. You know, like, you know, we you know, like X2. If they kind yeah. of mirrored X2, I would think this movie would have played a lot better and you would have focused in on him more. Not to say that there wouldn't be some space for Robin or for, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt either, but at the same time, if you kind of really hone in on it's his story. He's the person who went through hell to be a test pilot for this program. His daughter is the one who's kidnapped, who also has power, who is kind of the source code for the current form of power. So shouldn't we spend most of the movie kind of figuring out what's up with him instead yeah. of just kind of like trying to figure out what's up with the people who make power? Because it feels yeah. like we're just on a chase. We're on a procedural versus like an experience. And I think it could have used a little more X to it. Could have used a little more Born Identity. It could have used see just that. a little bit more flashback or yeah. correctly used flashback.
1: Yeah, I can see that it's not I didn't think about that while I was watching the movie because like I said, I was engaged enough in Robin. But I could see that maybe they're saving that for a prequel or a sequel or something. Maybe they thought, ah, this will do really well and we can make another one and we'll do, you know, it'll be the X two. It'll be PP two. Sure. Jamie Lee Fox in a laboratory <laughs> pistol shrimping it up.
0: <laughs> and he's got the pistol shrimp tattoo and everything else. It'll go real good. <laughs>
1: Also, I thought it was weird that, like, he's clearly had this power before. He knows what his power is. They did the experiments on him. He must have used this before. But at the end of the movie, when he uses it, he dies or severely hurts himself. I thought he died. Like, I thought Tracy's power was essentially Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he was
0: Yeah, he's on the brink of death, and she brings him back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I just thought, like, well... I mean, he's clearly survived this before.
0: Where's the drama at here? Well, isn't that interesting, too? Because the way I saw it was they do show a flashback sequence. And that flashback sequence kind of sees him kind of almost power up. And mm-hmm. all the people in that room, like the doctor, for instance, uh, are living. Oh, yeah. So, he, so he didn't kill. He like you said, really like, oh, all I heard a lot people. of people right yeah so um yeah you didn't boil the lab to the ground so what are we dealing with here so that's why (laughs) why i wanted more from yeah that's fair um, yeah it, you don't get any
1: sense of like what his power level is at that point you know was he stronger at the end for some reason right. did he have more control of yeah no that's true I can see there's a lot of unanswered questions with his character and you know how he got out and how he was living a normal life when he had his daughter and sure. yeah
0: yeah and, and 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 when the daughter is taken it's in kind of like running from the program so yeah. I want to know what's going on there also where's the mom what's going on here <laughs> like does the did the mom have powers like uh did, you know how did these things come about uh you know because did he you know if he can pass down the genes to give powers did he also have something because you know you grow a person inside you with powers <laughs> maybe maybe uh, the w- mother died in childbirth because uh, it, they're, they're birthing a fucking superhero. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just writing it along. Uh, I'm, I'm along for the ride trying to spitball this thing too. So what I want to say, because we keep bringing it up, but I definitely want to talk about Robin. I think she's good and very compelling, and I think she's going to have a good future. But I will say... Like you said, when you wrote down the description of who this <laughs> character is, it's insanity. And yeah. it's it like the fact that she's that good of a rapper and it has to come up in kind of plot scenarios is yeah. crazy in a way but also you know like you said she also happens to know veterinary medicine because her mom is a vet or something even yeah. though we never see the mom yeah work. we never see any aspect of that
1: right it just it's like oh we injured jamie fox's character how is he gonna go on in this movie ah we should stitch him up how can we do that ah robin does it. yeah we'll figure it <laughs> why not
0: yeah because i mean th- that's becoming now a trope i don't know when that turned i feel like breaking bad uh or not Maybe it was Breaking Bad. Some of the, basically it was sometime in the last like five ten years where everybody goes to the vet if you're in a crime yes, thing, and yes. now you you don't go to the hospital or you don't get dropped, so you automatically go to a veteran veterinarian who's like fixing up bad guys on the sly. Yeah, there seems to be that now. I was but- thinking, was that?
1: And I it's been so long since I've seen this. I think the first place I might have seen that, if I'm not going nuts, was maybe Terminator Three. Wasn't Uh-oh. Claire Danes a vet or
0: something? Oh, and that might be true. It's been so long, but yeah, because yeah, I can sound I right. can
1: picture it in my head, like John Connor being in a dog cage or something, and and I feel like that might be the first place I've seen it. But no, you're. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, boy, this this trope of like, oh, we get medical care from a vet, and it's like, oh, I hope you know how to work on humans. Like, yeah, right. I've seen this. Yeah. Like well, so many movies have beaten you to this point.
0: Yeah, and well, not to mention I'm I'm actively watching uh, Better Call Saul right now, and it's kind of like a larger character in the beginning of that, where it, it keeps recurring, uh, having the vet take care of you know <laughs> criminals' wounds. So uh, you know, at least through Saul. So man, um, you know, he's done. Whatever. I'm not gonna <laughs> go through Better Call Saul. But anyway. Uh, I found that to be interesting. And if you really kind of dive into this character of Robin, it's like, okay, so we're rooting for her, even though she's a drug dealer, but she's doing it for the right reason. So it's okay.
1: She's a drug dealer because her mom's sick and she's a rapper and she's in a prep school. And it's, it's just this, they tried to juxtapose too many different things into one character. And again, she did great with it. She read it. She, she's like, all right, I'm gonna make this character work. But yeah, they just, they threw so many weird characteristics into her. And it's like, right. is she a street tough kind of street smart knows what she's doing up and coming character? Or is she a, I'm going to be a rap artist character who can rhyme words with seismograph or <laughs> yes. is she? Yeah. I mean, the only thing we know about her is that she's in a prep school and she's apparently not very good at it.
0: Right. Because That's like her only
1: just- poor trait.
0: Right, but she's not dumb. She just right. is distracted by problems at home. Uh-huh. Uh, also, um, your cousin is Newt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not here to judge anybody's family. Yeah, people could be adopted. People, you know, maybe it's like, you know, like cousin, like like a really good friend. I don't know. I'm not here to judge anybody's well, family. Sure.
0: Well. <laughs> I, at first, I was like, why does the mother know where Newt hangs out? And <laughs> then, because I was like, oh, if you're probably doing this, you're probably doing it behind your mom's back. Yeah. And then she's like, isn't that where Newt is? Isn't Newt, obviously, to the audience right now at this point, like your source? And he's also a dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, who lives in a shantytown, uh, <laughs> you know, apartment <laughs> setup. So I'm like, ah, uh, okay. And then the find out that he's she says the cousin thing later not even when they're talking mother daughter so it's like that's bizarre and then also the Joseph Gordon Levitt tie-in is interesting because a you know he befriended a teenage girl drug dealer so he could keep himself supplied so that's very and then gifts her a dirt bike for (laughs) hooking him up And we're supposed to like both people. Keep this in mind. They're supposed (laughs) to be kind of the moral compass. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) The drug dealer and the corrupt cop who buys drugs from her. Right, which he's supposed to also be the cop with the moral
0: compass because he's the one who's trying to single-handedly save New Orleans from the suits. (laughs) So that's odd uh, juxtaposition. And then (sighs) somehow, (laughs) uh, you know, it's already weird that they have a relationship, but then he says to the mother at one point that they've known each other in that capacity for two years. So, but, oh, I missed that. But, yeah, but Power has only been on the street for six weeks. <laughs> so, so was, yeah, what the was she? Fuck, was she doing other drugs?
1: Yeah, and was how he, long has she did been he hurt need the those? Order? I, hey, hey, Robin, I need some more heroin so I can keep up with all the yeah. heroin dealers out there. It's the only way I can take down the heroin addicts. Remember, Katrina did this to us. <laughs> I'm going to do all this,
0: the cocaine in New Orleans. This
1: is, this is all Katrina's fault. And in case you ever forget it's about Katrina, I am going to wear a New Orleans Saints jersey for the rest of my life. And with not even uh, uh, a... <laughs> Who was this it?
0: Brendan Gleeson? No, no. Yeah,
1: I know. It's not even like a star player. Is that
0: Drew Brees? It's not... Yeah. Yeah i don't Could even know. get
1: a couldn't even get like an archie manning throwback jersey right, exactly. or anything something
0: help me out here <laughs> oh, jesus so okay i think we covered this one pretty damn well uh by this point so any other uh stray thoughts that came to your mind uh I'm- before we kind of wrap this thing through
1: I know you said we've been negative on it on points, so I do want to say a couple more besides the acting, which we've covered ad nauseum that I thought were were good. The movie had a really sweet spot on the length. It was long enough that, you know, there were a lot of unanswered questions with art and his backstory, but I figured they could do another, whether it's a comic or a novella or another movie, they could cover that somewhere else. But boy, it wasn't like the last days of American crime where I was just like, Well, (laughs) I've been watching this movie for the last eight years of my life right it, it it was just under two hours I thought it was the perfect sweet spot for length for what it was trying to be and when the effects weren't middling, they were really good. Like flame yeah. guy, Newt early on looked gorgeous. I thought that was pretty I mean, good. Yeah. Yeah. The effect on him was so good. And then I thought the ice girl in the tank at the club, I thought the effects on her were really good. Right. And then, yeah, you get to Biggie and you get to bone guy and everything. And from there and and everything Jamie Lee Fox does with his... <laughs> pistol shrimp water bending was (laughs) kind of eh. But I mean, so when the the effects weren't bad, they were really good. And it just seemed like, boy, they blew that effects budget on like two or three scenes. right? But, you know, those were gorgeous
0: scenes, so I can't take that away from them. You know what this is? When I I finished the movie the first time, I said, yep, this is an August dump movie. (laughs) Just like any other studio, Netflix has them too. This is hey, this is in a down time of the month when the other studios are kind of just throwing their slop. It's in between, you know, the summer blockbusters are usually over by July, and then you have the crap in between until you start ramping into either, uh, you know, the thrillers towards Halloween time and into the Oscar films leading towards the end of the year. And then there's this. Where you're going to be like, hey, big stars, just come out and see it. What else are you going to do? And then they did. And especially in a pandemic, this is like ultimately heightened August movie where it's like, you know how there's literally nothing being released right now? (laughs) Let's check this shit out. You know how you're stuck at home and don't have anything to do but watch movies? Yeah. Here's one. Exactly. So you know, Netflix has a captive audience. This has you know, uh, pretty known people on the poster, on the, uh, you know, on the clickable image, on the platform. So a lot of people will probably watch this movie. It'll be another one of those movies yeah. where I hear you know, I I don't know if you listen to our episode on the Netflix top ten or you happen to uh, catch it, but the they release like their Netflix most popular releases as far as okay. Netflix films, and all the top ones are like yeah, I heard this, They or, or I've heard of this, I've watched this because it was a major star. You know, like, yeah. number one is Extraction. Number two is, oh, like... Oh, okay. Number yeah. two is Bird Box. You know, yeah. Spencer Confidential's in there. Like, you know, it's it's not The Irishman. I mean, The Irishman's in there, but it's way down the list. Oh, yeah. See, I would have thought that would have been at the top. Interesting. No, but, like, The Wrong Missy had as many viewers as The Irishman. <laughs> So this is why, like Netflix Jesus. is a topsy turvy place, and this yeah. is what you get half the time. Where it's like, okay, here is some big stars. There is some interest, and a lot of people watch it because it's Jamie Fox, and you almost got me saying the Jamie Lee thing. Jamie I'm Lee Fox.
1: I am telling you, I don't know why my brain wants to do that.
0: <laughs> but it's Jamie Fox <laughs> and Joseph Gordon Levitt, and you know you are going to sign up. You are going to sign up because it's August. Yeah. So is this movie trash? No, is no. it? I put it at like a c minus d plus depending on my mood. it's yeah. not an f it's not trash. it has some features. it is a movie that's yeah. as you put it it's a movie it's so a movie that's that'll be on the tagline for the poster that'll go forward <laughs> <laughs> the nomcast says it's a movie uh it confirmed. <laughs> And, and this is where we'll go from here. But uh, one thing that I know that is not mediocre trash is your podcaster, Ghost of the Stratosphere. <laughs> it is excellent. The website's excellent. Uh, you know, obviously, I was very happy to... I, did I do the thing with you guys after our podcast together? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We
1: did. We did last days of American crime first, and then yeah, you came on for our our writing challenges.
0: Yeah, which was so much fun. We got to talk franchises uh, through that. Uh, got to stretch my writing muscles uh, I know, again. It was,
1: you you were the reason that we didn't have any single franchise on all four of our lists because you wouldn't just make the MCU a franchise. Yeah. You're like, oh, Captain America is a franchise. Yes. All
0: right. Hey. <laughs> I'll I'll start a goddamn Twitter poll. This is bullshit. (laughs) If they can make, you know, multiple films out of it, it's not the MCU. It's its own franchise. Especially because not every one of them started out that way. They didn't know which movie. They they didn't know this was going to work that well to get Ant Man (laughs) and shit like that down the line. (laughs) Get out of here! And not every one of them has more than one film are you
1: telling me that in 2008 when iron man came out they weren't sitting there rubbing their palms together going this is all gonna culminate with (laughs) ant-man
0: helping them defeat thanos i think they thought through enough to get to avengers yeah and then they were like all right uh (laughs) everything after that is gravy remember ultron let's try ultron (laughs) (laughs) it does take a big dip uh for a minute there but um but obviously, like I said, you guys do spectacular work. Tell the people where they can, uh, you know, get everything that you guys do and maybe what you guys just did and have coming up.
1: Uh, so, yeah, we have on our our website is gotstratosphere.com. So that's ghost of the abbreviated gotstratosphere.com. On Twitter, we are at ghost stratosphere, which is one word, ghost ratosphere. Just double up the <laughs> S-T. And, uh, yeah, so we do, our, our website has new articles every single day, whether it's pop culture stuff, our, our podcast is pretty comic book specific, but our website is anything involved in pop culture. As of, we are talking this right now, we just got done with our August list challenge where we had a uh, podcast on well, the rock candy podcast, idiot savants, pizza and pop culture. And we did the top 10 best summer songs of all time.
0: Yeah. I was so jealous I wasn't on that one. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, you have to let me know. You have to let me know. I definitely want to have you back on. So your article was really good. So I'm just trying to get more people involved, give more people a chance. But yeah, I'm gonna have to cycle back through to you know you and John and the Contrarians and Rock Candy have all been absolutely great. Not that anybody else hasn't been, but right. I've got to double up on uh, the people that you we know were such good quality. But uh, yeah, we just did that list. We have articles at least one a day. It's it's all good stuff on there. People tell us they like our website. I'm really proud of it because we. We put a lot of work into it.
0: Yeah, man, I definitely uh, it makes everybody think they need to step up their game for sure. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on, man. You're always a good talk. Uh, you know, I I did tease you the last time. I feel bad that you know you go on uh, something like Pine Comics and you're talking about lost in translation, and then we have to come here and debate the uh, the source code of Project Power. Uh, so you know, <laughs> like I said, we're slowly inching up. It wasn't as god awful yeah, as the was, first one. So this was.
1: a lot better compared to the last one so i mean this was this may not have been a great movie but it was a big step up
0: yeah and i know that uh you know they made a lot of announcements of a lot of very interesting projects and good stuff coming up uh through the fall and through the end of the year. So, I hope to get you back on soon yeah, and uh, absolutely maybe we can uh, really sink our teeth into something coming <laughs> soon, especially uh knowing you really like that kind of uh mid-range drama. So, we got that Oscar bait coming up. So, we'll we'll oh, see, yeah. we'll see where we go with that. But thanks again, man.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.